The Money Show. Personal Finance. A lot of focus in recent days and weeks with respect to the cost of living and the price of everything going up. Everything from food to rents to interest rates, which affect the price of money and the cost of your bond going up and up and up. And unless you're getting promoted every year, getting commensurate pay hikes, your salary is not keeping up with inflation. Therefore, you're getting poorer. And that's most of us. So how do you deal with that? Gugu Sidaki is at Wealth Creed. And our take-home salary is declining, Gugu. I mean, I think it's, you can't have food inflation at 12%, electricity inflation at 18%, uh, fuel price inflation at whatever percent, fuel price inflation is going up, and expect the value of your salary to keep up with your outgoings. It's impossible. It is impossible indeed. Hello, Bruce. Um, Yeah, consumers, I think South Africans in general are really, really struggling. Um, uh, The the simple fact is, as you've just stated, is that our salaries are not keeping up and we we cannot continue spending the way we are and we cannot continue living the way we are. Something needs to change if our salaries are not keeping up, unfortunately. So there are two ways of dealing with this. Either you Mm. figure out how to spend less and many people who are only Mm. just surviving really uh, probably do that already. They spend as little as possible. They get the pullouts mm. from the newspapers and they're comparing prices and they're <coughs> shopping around and they are saving cents uh, where they can mm. and rand where they can um, and, and buying up, uh, buying up on the specials. It's all well and good for us to sit back and say, well, you just need to review your budget and maybe not go to Mauritius every year, but only every two years. Very few people, unfortunately, <laughs> have to make that terribly hard life choice. Um, so in the real world, which most of us occupy, when it comes down mm-hmm. to reviewing the budget, how mm-hmm. do we begin that process? Is it a process that begins with a cutting mindset or is there another way of mm-hmm. doing it? I think there are a number of ways to skin the cat. Um, But, you you know, in practice, I'll be very honest with you. Um, I think let's start with this. You can't budget your way out of poverty. Right. And I think I think we're all clear on that. But there are a lot of things that we see in practice when it comes to budgeting and and the process of budgeting that people don't do don't do it properly. And and this is a fact. Um, In fact, I've got a case that I'm, I'm working on currently with a potential client was frazzled about her personal finances and she's not coping like like many South Africans. So I asked her for a budget and I also asked for um, three months bank statements because we always have to do the work ourselves as well. We always have to compare what clients say they're doing with their money versus what's actually happening with their money. And I'll be honest with you, nine times out of 10, we always find discrepancies between the two, between what clients say they do with their money and between and, and, and what they actually do. And with this particular individual... I think it was it was the, the discrepancy is is big enough to make a difference to to the to the bottom line every month, and that's the reality. So, if if we're very honest with ourselves, we don't do the work in in in, a, in, in an effective way in a, in a way that will make a difference to us. When it comes oh, to okay. Budgeting. So I, here's here's a slightly more difficult question. I mean, is do we mm. lie to ourselves because we can't face up to the mm. truth, or are we just bad at budgeting? I think a bit of both. I think you know. The, the, the reality is budgeting is it's a mirror and and often people don't like to confront the ugly truths that are in their budgets right because ultimately what a budget does uh, or your spending habits ultimately what they do is it's it just highlight what's important to you and and for a lot of people that's not a pretty picture you know it's not it's, it doesn't necessarily reflect their values in in its truest sense so so we what we think we we are a particular person and we we'd like to believe that we spend or prioritize our, our our money in a particular way but we actually don't and i think that's that's one of the difficulties and that people lie to themselves 
often more often than not so that they don't have to confront the ugly truth and then secondly as, as you quite rightly said i think for a lot of people they don't know how to actually do it they simply just don't know how to prioritize the expenses in a meaningful way and when it comes to the budgeting process also people don't want to give up the good life they want to somehow yeah. make the problem go away without having mm. to compromise and unfortunately the budgeting process is one of compromise it is one of acknowledging mm. the problem and the problem is mm. the money is not keeping up with the expenditure so either increase money in and if you can't do that then you've mm. got to limit money out it's not a complicated yeah. you know sort of thing to get your head around and that's yeah. fine accepting it, but when it comes down to the practical reality of doing mm. it, but I'd mm. love to play Padel and I need to have a cappuccino mm. afterwards and Absolutely. I need the best, is it a record or a bat? Whatever it is. I can't yes, rent yes. it. I must own it um, because it's an investment in my health. Um, and and yes. we, we lie to ourselves. That's what we do. We lie we do. to ourselves like cheap drugs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, something I said to to a client recently was, um, what what are the things in in your spending that you can live without, and and what are the things that you absolutely have to have or have to keep doing, and the things that came out of that conversation were shocking because now I'm told nails are a must. Look, general grooming is important, but you don't have to do your nails at premium prices every month, right? We 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 have to do our hair and we have to look a certain way, but you don't have to pay top dollar and it doesn't have to be a specific amount every month that's going to break the bank. But for a lot of people, when you ask that question, things like that come up. I have to keep my Spotify, for example. You know, I have to keep going to a specific restaurant at least once or twice a, a month because I work hard and I, you know, these are the kind of things that people say, because I work hard and I need to spoil myself. And then, and then when you look at what, what, the money, the possibilities are with the money. There's there's a massive mismatch between the two. So yeah, we we do lie to ourselves and and a lot of the time. So how then do we face the prospect of expenses which are rising all the time? That and we yeah. we have no control. If we're gonna not going to change our habits, mm. we have no control over the increase in price that we face. Is there a way to negotiate mm. expenses? Is there a way? to navigate that in a, in a smarter mm. way rather than simply cut, 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 cutting because nobody wants to yeah. do that. So can we pop no. smarter? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, I can speak for myself. I There's a specific skin serum that I use. It costs a pretty penny. Um, I know I need it for my skin and and I, the, the, the price point for me is, is, is obviously the issue. And I've shopped around and I've actually found an equally good serum at half. I literally found it at half the price. And all it took for me was driving to a particular mall to go pick this thing up. And I've, I've saved, I've managed to save a good 300 rand. And this is this is a on a continuous basis on one product. And I know that if, if I push myself to do to do the same with, with so many other parts, I will find some a cheaper alternative that's good quite without having to skimp on the quality. Um, that'll sustain me for 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 the medium to show what while we're going through this difficult period in our economy. So yes, absolutely. I think I think we just have to be honest with ourselves, number one. And number two, we have to be willing to do the work. There's always a cheaper alternative. It may not necessarily be your first choice, but there's always a way out of you know, spending top dollar for certain goods and services. And it's possible. I, I, I've done it. I do it myself. So I, I know it's possible. The tough one is relocating. The, the tough one is saying, you know what? Mm. Budgets are tight. Times are tough. I like mm. my lifestyle, but I'm paying 25,000 rand in rent. If I moved mm. to a smaller apartment in the same building, mm. you don't have to do anything too dramatic or in the same street mm. or whatever it might be. I could actually be saving 5,000 rand a month on rent, yeah. which then alleviates my cash flow problem. 
And I know I like to have dinner parties in this house and my friends come around and they say, but isn't the view beautiful? And you feel terribly <laughs> proud and of your achievements because you're the one who's got the nicest you know, apartment in the block. Uh, but but that becomes a vanity game, doesn't it? And vanity mm, is one of the greatest destroyers of long-term mm. financial freedom. Yeah. Is it is it Morgan Housel in in the psychology of men who says the difference between your salary and and your 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 expenses is your ego, right? Yep. So Just we're, all driven, we're all <laughs> driven by yeah, <laughs> we're all driven by ego. Um, we we all want to spend on the latest, flashiest, nicest gadget, and 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 that's the truth. But yeah, I mean, I've I've got a a potential client I'm talking to right now who's spending an an absorbent amount of money on accommodation, single, no children. No need to be living in that kind of poverty, um, but she lives there because she likes it. She could afford it at the time, and and now we're having the discussion with her around, you know, the possibility or the potential to to either move to a different suburb or to find to live in the same suburb. But as you quite rightly said, something smaller, because she definitely does not need the property that she's living in at the moment, and and certainly she can't she can't afford it. So these are tough decisions. These are these are decisions that are, are forcing us to to confront our egos, but they're important if we're going to survive the next cycle of the next few interest rate hikes. The, the to my mind, the best solution, uh, you know, is yes, go through the it's, it's good to review our expenses all the time, review the insurance mm. policies, making sure that you're not paying for five funeral policies because i mean i was talking to somebody mm. about this the other day saying they, they came across mm. a client that had five policies that all negated each mm. other and if uh, they yeah. tried if their beneficiaries tried to claim on them they would end up in lawsuits mm. because the insurance exactly. industry has ways of tracking these things yeah um and yeah. and they were spending money on insurance that they didn't mm. need or would never be able to claim on and so that mm. was one part of tidying up that that particular aspect of their yeah. lives the other thing you could do is is get a side hustle that's supplementing your income. Doing something that you enjoy, something that's not too mm. much of a schlep that you can do mm. in your spare time, which then stops you from spending money because you're busy doing this thing that you like doing, that will contribute to your take-home pay ultimately. That to me mm. makes a huge amount of sense if you've got a particular talent or skill that you can exploit. Yeah, and that look, that's possible, but not everyone is wired that way. And this is what I found. And this is a conversation I have with clients all the time around how how can you increase your 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 earning potential? And and the reality is not everyone thinks that way, not everyone is wired that way. And to be quite honest, people haven't really explored that aspect of themselves. Or, you know, having hobbies, number one, and number two, hobbies that pay you know, that could potentially pay you money to solve for your for your financial woes in, in the short to the medium term. But just back on the insurance, Bruce, it's such a common thing that we see where people are overinsured. I know a lot of single people with no dependents, no financial dependents who have life cover um, and unnecessarily high amounts of, of life cover that, that they don't need, that cost them a lot of money. And and for a lot of people, and a lot of these clients that I've spoken to will say, you know, I just took it out because, you know, somebody said I should, and it just sounded like the right thing to do. And more often than not, when we review people's insurances, we find they're either over or underinsured, and, and very seldom are they adequately insured. So that exercise on its own is going to make a massive difference to the bottom line if we just take the time and to, and to speak to the right, to the right um, the professionals. 
Getting and understanding the cost of debt also pivotal. I mean, here's the and Warren and I talk about this regularly. And sort of, you know, you look at mm. your your cost of debt, and you've got ended up with a short term loan and a credit card because you know you, you lost mm. your job or you quit your job at a fit of peak, and you mm. decided that you would apply for another one where you were in the mood, and then you weren't in the mood, and then it was Christmas, and so you didn't apply it because <laughs> it was Easter next, and suddenly it was June, and you thought, oh, hell, I better get back in the jobs market, and then it was August, and finally somebody said, yes. well, here's a job at. 75% of your last mm. wage and you were so desperate you took it. Mm. That happens. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, it, it, it does. Um, and, and you in that time, and again, it's it's the, the, the prioritizing what you pay off, when you pay off, and really understanding what mm. it is, where your money is going. And that's the, mm. the budgeting mm. part. Actually, you know, printing out yeah. your bank statements and analyzing them and saying this is the money in that's the money out ouch 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 and 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 facing up to facts and so many people as with your your first response this evening so many people the, the biggest barrier often is facing up to the facts mm, for sure and and the reality is a lot as as, I, as you quite rightly said a lot of people actually don't understand the cost of debt you know they don't understand the effects of interest rates on debt they a lot of people don't understand when and why they need to take out debt quite funny enough. And, and a lot of it is all of that actually um, traces is traced back to, to a lack of financial information or financial literacy, because financial literacy is exactly that understanding, you know, what debt is, the effects of debt and when to take out debt, right? Understanding the effects of interest rates on that debt. And for a lot of people, it's just a big, it's just, it's just a lot of murky waters. And and I've, I I know so many people who who tell you exactly that who've got you know the, the credit card they've got um um the personal loan they've got all all sorts of all different forms of credit and not not because they need it but because they were offered it and and they took it quite as as simple as that they they took it up because somebody offered it to them and then before you know it they're sitting on hundreds of thousands worth of of debt that they're now struggling to 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 cope with so it is. And that's the thing. I mean, you say to people, go and get some financial advice. And they go mm. into their local bank and they go to somebody who's incentivized to mm. sell the product. And this person says, mm. do you know that you qualify for this? This isn't financial advice. Mm. This is salesmanship. Um, mm. And 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 they yeah. end up getting sold more stuff that they don't need because they're being told that they are worthy and they can afford it and that they should mm. do it. All of us. I don't care who mm. you are, should be bouncing your financial ideas off somebody, no matter you, mm. how good you think you are at this stuff. One, to remove some of the emotional choices that we make. And mm. two, just to get another perspective, just to get some guidance, just to get a sanity yeah. check, for goodness sake. Um, yeah. and, and, yeah. and to get, perhaps, and hopefully, if the person is any good at what they do, somebody to give you a little bit of tough love. To say, do you yeah. realize what it is that you are doing to yourself? Understand yeah. the yeah. consequences of what you're up to here. And that's so yeah, powerful that's and so valuable. That's exactly it. And and the misconception when it comes to financial advice is that it's only for a certain group of people. You know, it's only for people in a certain income bracket. It's only for a certain race and, and nothing could be further from the truth. All of us, as you quite rightly said, need, um, we need 
a second opinion. We need that accountability partner. We need somebody to crunch our numbers and to give us a proper smack, uh, you know, over the head to tell us, you know, that that we're spending too much or we've got too much debt. And 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 quite often, it's it, those those conversations are really really painful but necessary. I I have not met a client that's walked away from our discussions and felt like it was a waste of time. You you you're going to especially if if you're speaking to a proper professional. There, there's so much information and there's so much knowledge and there's so much skill um, that can be provided to you by by somebody who's qualified, somebody who's licensed. You could never do that on your own. It's like it's like it's like self medicating. You know, you can only do it to a point. Beyond a certain point, you need to speak to somebody who actually knows what they're doing and, and who can actually potentially save your life, you know. No, exactly right. And anybody who's ever been in debt, and we've spoken to so many people on this show and I've spoken to so many people privately just saying, I didn't realize how big the problem was. And suddenly the bills started coming in and I yeah. wasn't able to pay the bills. Yeah. And, you know, people start you know, making phone calls yeah. and they tend to phone, you know, last, mm. you know, late in the afternoon, just before supper time, just as you arrive home to your family. And suddenly there's somebody on the phone who you, you have to answer the phone or they phone you on a Saturday morning mm. to say, are you aware that, you know, you mm. could lose your home? And these discussions yeah. become incredibly, incredibly stressful. So the first thing is to avoid those yeah. conversations in the first place. Don't get yourself into a position mm. where you need to have those conversations. But even you do, you start mm. to, and it's an emergency intervention, really isn't it? I mean, mm. so often mm. it's a case of yeah. really having an emergency intervention. If we're going to do three things, if just give us three steps, Google, to take if we find ourselves that we are in trouble. Mm. Um, I, I know it's such a boring subject and everybody talks about it all the time and people are sick of hearing it. And quite honestly, I'm also tired of, of mentioning it. But budget properly. Um, you know, print out statements for the last three, four months, take a couple of highlighters, take a pen, sit down at the dinner table and really go through every single cent that you're spending. You are going to be surprised at what you find. I guarantee it. I do this for a living all the time. I see it all the time. People are always surprised at what they find in their budgets, even the most meticulous of budgeted. So just, just sit down, take the time to fully understand where your money is going and you're going to thank yourself for it in the long run. Um, number two, I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves. We spoke about it earlier. Serious look at your lifestyle and, and consider what, what the possibilities are with the salary that you're that you're getting at the moment. There's so many things that all of us could do without, and, and that's a fact. There's so many things that we could cut, we could skip. And 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 we need to remember that it's temporary. It's it's only for now. You know, it's 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 not forever. Um, and the last one I think I think is really important and it's something I've become extremely passionate about because of, of the effects of financial strain and that's mental wellness while dealing with financial strain. I think all of us need to take care of of how we we we, we feel and the psychological impacts of 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 financial strain on on us. A lot of people are dealing with insomnia, a lot of people are depressed. Um very anxious and having relationship difficulties, and a lot of it um, is 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 because is, is financial, is money related. So if you feel like you're drowning, if you feel like you're struggling, both from a financial perspective or otherwise, seek help, and it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself. I couldn't agree. I could not agree more. Thank you, Gugu Sidaki at Wealth Creed. Good, direct, unambiguous, solid guidance for you this evening as your salary loses value each and every single month that goes by because your boss isn't going to pay you 
what's really happening in the economy either. You find ways to earn more money, you change jobs, you get a promotion, whatever it might be. Find ways to match your lifestyle, wishes, needs and desires. Or find ways to cut. Ideally, you do both, by the way. Um, you find ways to trim your expenses and you find ways to increase your income. And then you use that additional income to invest, not to party harder or have more fun because you want to build up a, a, an emergency fund. You want to build up protection for yourself because these tough times that we're in right now don't go away anytime soon. Bad news, I'm afraid.